This is the podcast of the Bay. That's my cousin Don. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, me? sir. Go ahead. Go, go, go on with what you're talking about. Wolf and sheep clothing. I like this. Just, you know, the, the way you have to, to navigate, whether it is work, it's, it's your personal life, it's your relationships, you, you have to be able to read people and, and try to find their interior motives. Because somebody could say anything to you. They could say anything, but what they're actually doing speaks a whole lot more than what they could tell you. So, back to uh, wolves in sheep clothing. Go ahead, explain what she was talking about. Uh, the way the way you have to navigate in this world, whether it's it's work, relationships friendships, whatever it is, you, you, you have to be able to identify people who will tell you something but do completely opposite. Mm-hmm. And by that, it, it could be whatever. It could, it could be your, your girlfriend telling you she loves you, but then at the same time, she's talking to somebody else, you know what I mean? And, and, and it, it's just the actions that speak louder those red flags you see with people when they they do certain things that you question you kind of like damn why you why they do that you got to listen to that and you got to really listen to that and not ignore it you be like ah oh, oh, that ain't nothing no it is something you're feeling that for a reason and you need to bring it to their attention you know depending on how much you care for them cuz in certain situations you just got to you got to let them go you know what i'm saying that's in the blood you got there's certain things that that women do that I've talked to, and I'm like, damn, why would you do that? And I'll ignore it, and then come to find out a month or two later, they they was they was fucking around, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fucked up that you got to be on your guard like that, but that's just the way it is. That's how human pe- that's that's how people act and behave. And human nature. It's human nature, exactly. There's good people out there, Grant. There's good, genuine people out there. You just gotta find them. You gotta find them. Unfortunately, you you may feel like you you run into more negativity than you do positivity, but that's that's just the way it is. You know what I say? I say you you attract what you tolerate. A lot of people don't say that. Mm-hmm. You attract what you tolerate. So if you tolerate if you tolerate some bullshit, you're gonna be able to. You know, attract some bullshit. Exactly. Yes, a motherfucker might look like he probably on his P's and Q's, but three, four months into the relationship, he's going to show you who he truly is. It might not be three, four months. It might be a year. It just all depends. And, and th- that that's a great point. That's why you, like, you can't let somebody in immediately because mm-hmm. everybody shows their best colors when you first meet them. They, they're the, they show their best behavior. They show who what they want you to think they are. But you give, like you said, you give it six months. You give it a year. You give it two years. You gonna see. You gonna see their behavior slightly change. You be like, oh shit, I didn't know you weren't acting like this when we first met. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's how it works. And he, even for me, the thing is, I'm aware of it, and I try my best to be genuine from the beginning so you could know exactly what you're dealing with straight up you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. I, you 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 know i, I and I, i'll say it. i'll be like you know i have an issue with this or this is a problem i have because i feel like that's how 
any relationship works is just being genuine, not not trying to sugarcoat who you are or problems you have, because they're gonna come out eventually, mm-hmm. and it's gonna lead to <laughs> to issues. That's you know why I ask, what's your pet peeves? What what don't you like? Because guess what, you gotta ask me the same shit, and I'm gonna tell you tenfold. Right. Shit, I got a lot of things I don't like. Right. But that's because I know for a fact these are red flags and people. Mm-hmm. So if you show me any of these. I'm most likely going to get, my feelings is going to get turned off because, you know, men, we don't follow our feelings. We go off of logic. Right. My logic is, okay, wait a minute. I know for a fact I need someone who's going to be on my team all the way. Not halfway, not 75%, not 85%, a whole hundred. Mm-hmm. Shit, I take 110 if you got it. Right. right. But most people can't give that if they not getting something back. And that's the thing where, okay, I'm not going to give you money. I know for a fact you're mat- you might be materialistic. That's a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. If you care about what the hell I got, mm-hmm. cool. If you think about think about it like this, when pe- women come and ask you, what do you like to do for fun? That's kind of a red flag for me. Why? Because it's like, life ain't fun. <laughs> I'm trying to hit these goals. What you mean, fun? Mm-hmm. I got to sacrifice my fun for these goals. Mm-hmm. But if you just worried about party, 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 and you older than me at least, you're 27. I'm only 25. So if you really party, 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 and you really don't have shit to like for you, that's a big red flag. Because mm-hmm. obviously, you are not able to be dedicated to something. Mm-hmm. You just going out your way just to date people mm-hmm. at that point. I don't want someone like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that. I'm not just dating a date. At that point, if that's the case, I might as well stay single and just fuck whoever the fuck I want to fuck. Right, right. And to, to your point, it's, it's a well, relationship, it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. It's a partnership. We're, we're both working together. We're two hustlers together. We build and create something better than what we could by ourselves. Two incomes, two four hands, four legs. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work if one partner isn't is half-assing, you know, exactly. or is trying to leech off the other. Because I'm not a billionaire. I'm not a millionaire. I, I can't carry you. You're gonna have to you gonna have to contribute. And if you don't, if you're not on that same type of mentality, then I'm cool. I'm gonna go. keep it pushing because <laughs> I, I have a goal, I have dreams and things that I wanna acquire and accomplish, and you need to be a complement to that. You need to be able to support that. And if I fail, if I lose everything I got, I'm I'm uh, homeless. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna still be there? Are you still gonna ride for me? Because that that's a huge question because let's say I did fail and let's say I'm homeless and then you leave and then three years later I come back and I'm a millionaire guess what if you knock on my door like oh hey I'm not fucking with you because you didn't I'm you looking did, the people right you, <laughs> you left me when I didn't have shit you don't deserve me when I'm at my best mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people <laughs> a lot of I ain't gonna say women because it's men and it's, women. It goes both ways. It goes. Sure. It goes both ways, but they just want some. My bad. We we be having a bunch of people call my phone. Let me put this thing on. Do not disturb while we recording. So things don't come through, but it's my mom, so I got no choice but to answer anyway. <laughs> so back to uh, looking through the peephole when people leave you at your worst and expect you to come back when you're at your best. No cap, if you can't stick around, if you can't stick when I, you know, stick around when I need you most, yeah, 
when I when I'm up, you're not gonna be around. Damn, damn for sure. Mm-hmm. Damn for sure not. Mm-hmm. Ten toes and elbows, you fucking for sure is not sticking around. Yeah, nah, I'm not fucking with you. It's the same thing with athletes, superstars. Everything comes after you hit success, but those those days you you grinding, you working hard. Of the days where a lot of times you by yourself, you know what I mean? Like you, mm-hmm. you, you solo, you gotta grind, and nobody sees the work that you put in. They only see the success. Like football players, yeah, you you making millions, you 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 out there busting your ass on the field, but that's years of dedication and discipline and time. I'm getting rid of mother- well, not even getting rid of motherfuckers just. Get rid of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Like me, I didn't lost so many friends because I didn't want to hang out. And it's just like it is what it is. Like, I'm not tripping, but at the same time, like I'm not about to sacrifice my you know career as it. I'm not gonna say it was short because I can still go back at any time, but I'm not gonna sacrifice me going overseas just to go kick it for a night. Like that ain't beneficial. Mm-hmm. Cause at the end of the day, you're not gonna pay my bills, but they are. Mm-hmm. They for sure gonna, you know, they they believe in me. They believe in what I can provide them, mm-hmm. and it's not monetary. It's literally skill wise. Mm-hmm. This is what we believe we see in you. Just come and perform. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that ain't like that in the world. You feel me? Like a lot of people just want what they want, which is fine. I also am. I want what I want. I want someone who's gonna be around who not gonna do that type of shit who gonna at least understand okay this is what you're about this is what you you you're a man of principles so as long as i don't break these principles and cross that line Mm -hmm. technically we should be all gravy we should we should never have any falling outs Mm -hmm. but the problem is people want what they want and they cross they have no choice but to cross the line because that's the way they get what they want they're used to people just giving in to whatever they got going on. Mm-hmm. It's like, when it comes to women, especially women, like, they want what they want so much where it's like, your time, you don't, you probably don't get time to yourself. And this is why I'm a big uh, advocate of men's mental health. Because what happens is, when men have to give you their time, not only are we men of resources, means principles most of that takes your time away so whatever little time you have left is technically your own time but if i decide to give it to you that means i'm missing out on my own time for myself so at some point i'm going to be losing myself i have no choice but to lose myself because i'm not going to be able to breathe for myself i'm not going to be able to do things that i enjoy all the time because i have no choice but to you know cater to you at times because you are also a person that I want to bring in so I know for a fact I have to cater to you so times like that like I'm so upfront with women like I'll say things like that I'll talk about the podcast yes, this is my podcast this is what we talk about and so a lot of them will be like what do you talk about on your podcast and I'm just like a different array of things it's not just a specific subject and it's just like, I can't pinpoint it for them, so a lot of them get frustrated with it. And so then I'm like, this is exactly what it is then. Financial literacy, 
uh, men's mental health, mental health for everyone. It's not just men, honestly, because I know for a fact it stems around just behavior, behaviors. Every single woman thinks that they're different than each other. No one wants to be categorized the same. Not all men are the same, though. There are some men that are. They all fall into this category, but majority of women fall all into the same category of not wanting to be the same. So it's like when I see certain traits from one person that I see from that I've seen from the past, I can associate those two because I know for a fact I've dealt with so many people that when I ignored those certain things, I ended up being right anyway. So at that point, guess what happens? I lose myself because I'm trying to compromise to keep you around. I've already said I'm not doing that no more. But a lot of time that's what deters the wrong people anyway, which I'm fine with. I know for a fact, these people are not the best company to keep. This is why I'll hang out with you. This is why I'll hang out with Nate all the time. Like, I know for a fact what I'm getting. There's times where it's like, fuck, should I just, should I just actually just go out? Should I just go out and see what happens? But then I go out and then it's the same shit every time, every weekend. From 18 weekends ago to now, it's the same exact shit. Women not wanting to dance with guys. I've been through a house party where majority of the women there did not want to dance with these the men that we all went to school to, to, together. I'm like, okay, well, if you're not going to dance, you got to get out. Because uh, and uh, my guys can attest to this. I literally sat there and said, if you're not shaking ass, you got to go. If you're not going to shake your ass with the guys, you got to go. Because all the guys are just, I had a motherfucker sitting on my stove. Just waiting. Just like, what's up? Like, we all go to the same school. You know who I am. Like, it's just a dance. It ain't nothing extra. I'm not asking you to go fuck in the bathroom or something. Like, we just dancing. So it's like, when it comes to, like, shit like that, it's just like, would you rather waste your time? Or would you rather just get to the point? Because if I'm going to get to the point, then I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. But that's up to you to choose. I'm going to give you the option. I'm going to give you the point, but then I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you choose whichever way you want to go. Red pill or blue pill. Mm. You know, I, I think to your point, the one thing for me that I've realized over the years is just investing in myself because you can't really bring in a partner or have a relationship if you aren't fully confident and complete with yourself. And so over the past few years, I just invested in myself in, in my mental health, my physical health, education, work, just trying to build myself up to be as complete as I could be. So then I might be able to consider another partner, a girlfriend that could compliment me in the things that I do. And when I didn't do that, when I wasn't confident and complete with myself, the relationships I had didn't work. And I always wondered why is because I didn't have the backbone for me. And and I think that's that's a hundred percent for any man is is make sure you're good, make sure you're complete, you're confident, you're happy, you know what you want, you know what you want out of a relationship if you want one. But even in a relationship, I feel like men should keep building and going for that goal and I, I think a lot of divorces happen because men stop to stop doing that 
they start putting the woman as their primary goal, but the woman is to support you in your goal. Your goal should be a new house, a better job, promotion, whatever. You got to keep building yourself. You got to keep working on yourself or the next man will come in and, and swoop, you know? Oh, <laughs> hey, shout out to Boba Ninja for these goddamn dry fire ribs. We be killing these things on podcast day, no cap. It's hella good. <laughs> but you just got to keep building yourself and, and working on yourself. And that, and, and that, I feel like, will bring you true success and happiness, at least for me. When I'm when I accomplish something, I feel I feel the best I've felt in ever because I did something and I, I completed something that I wanted to do. I put the time and effort in because as men back hundreds, thousands of years ago, we was out there hunting. You know what I mean? We was mm-hmm. out there that that innate behavior is still within us. We just in a different time. Mm-hmm. You know, we got, we got to go get it. Women as well. Women, you know, are independent. Gotta go, gotta, gotta go get what they need. You know, whether it's a job, whatever, whatever it is they need to do. But at the end of the day, the, need each other. You, you need to. We both need to do it. You know, mm-hmm. we both need to work together to get something better in life. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, you can get it by yourself. It's just gonna be a long, lonely process. <laughs> right. And at that point, you're dealing with someone who cut off to every, like, all the type of emotion. Like me, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not cut off to emotions, but I know for a fact, if I had, like, used my emotions, oh, people take advantage. Mm-hmm. People take advantage of my kindliness all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why I rarely show any type of emotion. I should rather show you I don't care rather than showing you I care too much. Because I'm invested when I care. When I care, I do I'll go to the moon and back for you. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not feeling that energy, oh, I'm quick to cut it off. You know, to your point, people see kindness as weakness. It's the same thing with me. My whole, Because I'm a nice dude, right? I, I do stuff for people. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kind dude. I'm respectful. But people see that and they think I'm weak. They think I'm a pushover. And they think they could do whatever with me. And it took me a long time to realize, like, no, I'm kind, but you ain't about to just treat me any type of punk ass way and just just tell me what to do. And it took me a long time to realize to have that backbone and tell people like, nah, you know, what I mean, you, you we ain't gonna do that or we ain't gonna go that way. But that's just that's just again natural behavior. People think kindness is weakness. It's fucked up, but that's just the way it is. It's the world. It is what it is. I can't be mad at you. But I know for a fact I can protect myself. Mm-hmm. Hey, these things say look good. Yeah, yeah. These fruit, <laughs> fruit snacks. Complimentary fruit snacks. Don't fuck with it. Hey, I, I bought a, a box just for you to come over. Costco. <laughs> nah, the, it, no. right across the street. But, no, the Costco, you can get probably like 100 for $10. <laughs> I was like, I know they're going to love the fruit snacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, like me, I'm one of them type of people where like, I got so many resources. I don't even use them for myself, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I got so many different resources where it's like, if you need to find a house, I know someone who can, who can do that, mm-hmm. who can help you. Especially if you like living on with public housing. Oh, I know, I know plenty. I know the San person, uh, the commissioner in San Francisco, housing commissioner. I know people like that all around. 
But it's like, I don't need that for myself because I don't live off of public housing. I can afford what I can afford, you feel me? Like, I'm not the average type of person where it's like, my mind frame is different. I'm not trying to just finesse and live off of just the littlest of means. Like, I'd rather live how I want to live and do exactly what I want to do and do it in my time, which is, now I'm not going to say right now, but if it can get done, it can get done. I'm not going to make an excuse and wait and put it off and put it off. Like, no, that doesn't get me anywhere except for prolonging my goal. And that's not beneficial to no one, especially if you have another person, I'm not saying depending on you, but if you bring someone else to that equation, you shouldn't be pro prolonging your goals. You might want to hit your marks quick. Not quick, quick, but just enough where you that other person can see the stride because guess what? Someone else is going to come around and show, hey, this is what I got right now. There's always going to be someone older than you, someone who has more than you. Always. It's not. It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. But if I am on my shit and I can show you that I'm on my shit and you on your shit, then guess what? You might want to stick around with me because you are invested. Not because you have to, but because you are investing your own time. You already know for a fact, like, I'd rather be with someone who is going to go out there and actually get it done instead of someone who just got it handed to them. Mm -hmm. That means they know exactly what they're doing with their shit because it, it's a more dear, more, uh, in dear to their heart. Mm -hmm. So it's much more closer to them. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've I seen a video of Shaq worth 400 million dollars he said he ain't giving his sons a dime they they're gonna have to work for it they're gonna have to show a business proposition they're gonna have to show something and i respect i seen a lot of comments that was like Sha saying shaq's messed up but i i respect that because he he don't want his sons to be spoon-fed jackie chan too right <laughs> you know that he's like y'all gonna have to work for it you, he said, you ain't rich, I'm rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yet, $400 million, it's, that's generational wealth. Yeah, His yeah. sons, sons, daughters. Yeah. How, yeah, how do you feel about that? The 38-year-old Dr. Dre's daughter, uh, she's basically homeless, living out of her car. Her kids are, uh, she has four kids. Her kids are with her friends in the house right now. Um, basically, she's working, doing Uber Eats and, you know, job, car jobs like that. And she basically wants him to, at one point, she up until 38, he was giving her an allowance, paying her rent, doing a whole bunch of stuff. So now she does, he cut her off. Mm. And people are enraged about it. Like, they're like, why, why are you not doing nothing for your daughter? The fact that she's, you know, living on her own and Homeless, not huh? able to do anything, provide for herself and her kids. Like, what is wrong with you? How do you feel about that? Man, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one because the, the first mistake I see with with Dr. Dre is one, he, he was giving her allowances up until her thirties, right? <laughs> Shaq didn't do. Shaq's sons are are younger, right? Sha so, Shaq had said uh he gave this one story. He was like, I told my kid go pick out a car. I think it was Sharif. Uh, I told him go pick out a car, and he tried to go get the big body challenger. He said, No, no, no. That's me if I want to get that. <laughs> right. You got to go get the little. <laughs> right, right. You got to get the little one. You so. got to go get the little. You can't go boss up and get the, the best car there is. You got to right. you gotta start, you know, a little bit lower at right. least. 
I'm not saying you gotta go get a bucket, but you can't go get the big body challenge. Right. You gotta go get the the little demon underneath it. <laughs> I can get the big body. I get the big body. That just pushed about a good six forty horsepower. You still get the one that pushes about a five eighty five. You still gonna be up there, but you just not gonna have the newest. Right, right. And to me, that speaks on principles and, and teaching your kids the values and how to be grateful for the little things. Because guess what? When you don't have money, what happens with all the money that Shaq, you know? gets and has uh, you know acquired over his lifetime what happens when that all goes away right now you don't know how to spend for yourself you don't know how to survive and and like to that point Shaq established is establishing that early despite being extremely wealthy I feel like with Dr. Dre he messed up because he did he did kind of set himself up for that right because now she's completely dependent on him she hasn't she may not necessarily know how to 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 make ends meet, to to make money, to hustle for a job because she's depending on her father, who's extremely rich, right? Extremely wealthy. Doctor Dre is 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 filthy rich, you know. So, you know, it's it's kind of like a dual dual sword, right? Because on one end she's homeless and she's struggling, but on the other end, she needs to know how to to be. A, a independent. independent woman, not not on her father's wealth. So that's a tough one, and I can't. I I really don't know because I don't have millions of dollars. You know what <laughs> I mean? I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's the right thing to do. I don't think she should necessarily be homeless. You know, but at the same time, she shouldn't just be completely dependent on her father. But again, that's a problem he created because he was giving her allowances, which was probably like, what, $100,000 a month? Here you go. Right. Here you go, baby. You know, she had a bunch of kids. So so that's on him. But I mean, it definitely is on him, for sure. It, that's, he's rich, but you need to establish those principles with your with your family, you know, with your, with your offspring. So... Just like you were saying earlier before we started recording, when it comes to family, like we ain't, we as people, we can pick and choose what we decide to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like if I don't want to deal with your trauma and your problems, like I don't have to. I can separate myself. Even though we're blood, I still have love for you. That doesn't mean I got to solve your problems for you. I'm willing to be here for you and whatnot and support you in you realizing how to you know coming an adult and how to figuring it out but i'm not going to sit here and solve it for you and that's most people even though they're not blood most people want you to solve their problems and unfortunately i'm kind of like i'll teach you how to solve it and you have to solve it but if you can't solve it with the tools i've given you that's on you you know right what happens is or at least for my my situation is I'll, uh, I'll I'll do whatever I need to do to help that family member. Where there's yeah, absolutely there's one more. There's one more. Oh. I'll be more than happy to. I ain't even going. <laughs> I ain't going to sit here and be like, nah, no, I want it. But I've I've loaned money. I've done everything I need to, and, and I'm thinking that's the last time. Guess what? They get into that same situation. And they're asking me for that same help. And I did it again and did it again. But it got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I keep helping you and bailing you out. And you keep putting yourself in a fucked up situation. And now you're dependent on me 
And then guess what happened? The next time it happened, I said no. They got mad at me. Yeah. They're like, you became the bad guy. I became the bad guy. Like, oh, you aren't gonna help me. You're gonna let me just just be homeless. Like, no, I I helped you multiple times, and you kept putting yourself in that position. I can't keep helping you. Well, we're family. What the fuck that mean? Like, I'm gonna fuck my situation up because you keep putting yourself in a bad position. Yes. <laughs> you, 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 you know what I mean? Like, yes. like, like, and 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 that's the that's irrational because it's like mm-hmm. you put yourself in a position. Yeah, I I bailed you out multiple times because I love you, but my love shouldn't be taken advantage of. You think because we family, I have to do stuff for you? No, I don't have to do shit for you. You did you did this to yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> nah, you're completely right. And that's why I just, like, like I said, the past few years I've been trying to invest on me because I realized blood, family, whoever it is, there's only so many people out here who genuinely care about you and want to see you better. A lot of people like to see you down. <laughs> That's the last one too. <laughs> yeah, misery really loves company. Like, legit, it's sad. But it's what the world is. It's what the world has in it. Like, you gotta be. You can't be naive. And I've been trying to figure out how to fucking make a description for this one post I've been wanting to do from last podcast with, with my boy Black. It's about faith and stepping in faith. And literally, it's like you can't be naive and gullible that people, all people are going to have good intentions. Like a lot of people might have good intentions and good behind their decisions, but they go about it the wrong way. So it ends up being all bad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not genuine at that point. Because if it's mutually genuine, you'll be able to see that and you'll understand it. Mm. You You wouldn't even have to question it. But the problem is, you got to look at people and understand who they are. And a lot of the time, people aren't going to, like you said, people are going to sell themselves as being so positive, so good, perfect. So, so perfect. But the, the realism to that is, we aren't perfect. I can sit up here and tell you exactly my faults. I'm quick to judge. Even though I say I don't judge. Oh, no, I judge you off of your past experiences and your past of what you decided to do. I have no choice because that means there's a pattern. I have to establish that there's a pattern before I can judge you, at least. I'm not going to judge you just off the first time looking at you. But if I don't do that, guess what? Then I set myself up for failure. It's I ain't laughing because it's funny, but I'm laughing because I do the same thing. I, I, we blood. I feel like we all do. Like, like I'll, I'll be like, no, I'm not gonna judge you. What happened? But I'm immediately judging. I'm immediately evaluating. I, I have to. I have to sit here. Wait a minute. What part did you play in this? It's, what part did you play? It's, it's different. If you, you know, you were just like super naive. Like, if you're naive, that's one thing. But like, if you just said, well, I kept giving them the money. How many times did you give him the money? About a good 20 times. Okay, time out. After the two times, really after the one time, you didn't figure it out? Right. What What made you so blind? 
technically, uh, I just I just felt like he was there for me. Mm-hmm. What did he do? And they can't name shit. So I'm like, uh, let's <laughs> let's be real. Then where's your accountability? And it, you know, that's a big word though, accountability. It's, Holding yourself to the same standards you will hold somebody else, right? If somebody, mm-hmm. let's say somebody did some shit, we immediately assume the worst yes. of their motives. Uh, it, but when we do the same thing, we have an excuse for ourselves. Yeah, I don't give excuses. You know? I can't do it. I won't give myself excuses. If I won't give myself excuses, I can't let you have excuses. Mm-hmm. Well, this is why I did this and that and the third. Okay, well, that's good for you. That's a good reason for you, but realistically, motherfucker, that's not a good reason to do anything. Mm-hmm. You literally put yourself on that path, and you didn't think about all the outcomes that were possible. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. You didn't have the frame of mind, which is okay. You got to learn from your experiences, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't learn from your their own experiences as well as other experience, other people's experiences, mm-hmm. and that's a problem. Like that's a big, big problem. A trait that most people have where they can't learn from other people's experiences. It's a hard thing to gain, too. I mean, there's a quote that I go by. And, and it just it stuck with me. I heard a bodybuilder say, I don't know the bodybuilder's name. But he said, there's no such thing as failure. Only wins and learning opportunities. But I'm going to add this caveat. That's true. But if you do the same failure again... That's a, that's an L. Like you fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, if you didn't learn from that initial failure, that's a failure. You know what I'm saying? Like, like don't don't do it two three times. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it takes multiple times. But you have to be able to learn, like you said, from your own experiences from others. For example, my brother got bad grades and got his ass whooped. I learned from that. I'm not getting bad grades because I don't want to get my ass whooped. And here he up there screaming and crying. I know that's a that's a a, a simple example, but it, it it holds bigger truth. It makes sense. Man. I see you get your ass whooped because you got bad grades. Guess what? If I get bad grades, I'm gonna end up like you. <laughs> I got straight A's. I got a four point fucking O. You know what I'm saying? Find myself just a little bit more. <laughs> I ain't get. I ain't trying to get an ass whooping. So you you you. If you apply that to the bigger picture, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get you 110. That's hilarious. Yes, yeah, this little henny combo got me. Oh no, this ain't even henny. It's Crown Royal. See, that's how you know I've been drinking so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what else is there? What if my boy Black was here? Uh, yeah, so, um, podcast, podcastians, and obviously y'all call it listeners, but I'm gonna say podcastians because I want to, I don't care how no one else feels about it. <laughs> Go tap in and get y'all some, uh, masks, because my boy, Dom, my cousin, he really was fucking with the mask. The mask pretty clean. He was talking about Thanks. some shorts and some, <laughs> some shirts, and hey. he didn't put me up on some game I didn't even think about. Hey. So, uh, be ready for some shirts and, uh, shorts. We got racer tee backs coming because I know there's you know the white people, white women who love shorts. who wear short shorts. Yeah, <laughs> I know y'all like short shorts nowadays. So I mean I won't ever wear them, but I'll get somebody to put them on and uh, show them off. 
we training up the logo too. I mean, we doing a whole bunch of things. Right now, we didn't figure out how to uh, do iMovie so we could change the background and shit. Uh -huh. Visualizations and visualizers and whatnot. So, like a green screen? No. Uh -huh. Want to explain that? So instead of the screen recording of Spotify, the audio is behind the picture. So that'll be happening more now that I figured it the fuck out. Shout out to my cousin TJ. Because I probably would have been able to. I mean, I would have. It would just took longer. But Three weeks. Probably no. It probably would have took like two days, three days. I would have figured it out though. But yeah, so I'm using that to find the picture, put the audio on there, so it's not the same goddamn Spotify screen <laughs> that everyone sees on the page. What you said is is Spotify? Yeah. It's a it's something through Spotify that you do. I'm just screen recording on Spotify oh. for the audio, so we can post it on there. Oh. But then I figured out how to oh, put a picture behind the audio or put a picture in front of the audio. So. Oh, that's tight. That's what we did. I did it on yours. Did he show you? No, no. When he shouted you out on the last episode. Hold on. No, I, I, this, this is my first episode. Well, he shouted you out on the last one. Oh, 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 okay. Okay, got you, got you. Oh, for sure. Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I said, did you show him the last one? Oh, no, I didn't. The one I did with him? I know I got a shout out. I was trying to figure it out, but no, I never did it. Never put it up there. But basically, yeah, I shouted you out, um, saying I see you working in the gym. We're gonna have to touch the ring one good time. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Like you was telling me, you was sparring with that big guy. I used to, I used to love wrestling with bigger people. I used to wrestle this. Um, oh, you wrestle? I didn't mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I really wanted to get into MMA. But I never really cared about mm -hmm. learning other disciplines. That mm -hmm. shit takes years. It, it does. And for me, someone like me, I'm a perfectionist. Like, obviously, you can never perfect something like that. Right. But I'm not with getting choked out. <laughs> You're not about to kick me in my face. Like, nah. I know, I know I'm not that limber enough yet. But, yeah. This is... Shut up, my cousin Dom. Oh, for sure. Oh, shit. I got to put that on, is that on Instagram? Not yet. Oh, man, man. Let me know when it's on Instagram. I got to. <laughs> yeah, I was just, we was practicing. We was doing a little, um, couple little drills. Headshot, body shot. And then, uh, I think I was just saying. Oh, oh, and then the, the, the cross. But yeah, we be, we be working. We be working. Ah, shit, for sure. <laughs> Man, I didn't even know she did all that. She she didn't show. She didn't put some shit out there for me. And I'm like, what the fuck is this box? <laughs> that's all it's like. That's clean. But yeah, that that type of shit. Like I'm down with that. But yeah, no. Like I when I used to wrestle, like I keep saying, like the first move I learned was the head and arm, and that's when I first started learning how to control my emotions. Because if you don't learn how to control your emotions, you will tire yourself out. And not a, not just tiring yourself out. You get your ass beat the fuck up. <laughs> hey, I, I, was just about, <laughs> I was just about to say that the, the first thing about boxing, because I, I don't do wrestling, I just box. 
But the first thing you're going to realize when you start sparring is when somebody's just burying you and they, they hit you, you're going to get mad. But that anger is not going to help you in the fight. You're going to be mad and get your ass whoops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to be good. You, you just got to control it. You got to stay calm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it's a sport. But at the same time, like. You got to use it. But without showing it. Without being overly <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> like, you, you, uh, that used to be me. I used to be like, what? Okay, man. Because every time I used to fight, I used to, I used to get mad. I used to ball up my fist. Get, oh, yeah. Okay, bet. Say less. We about to fuck, fuck it up. We about to run it. And it will work. Obviously, in a street fight, it will work. But when it started coming down to motherfuckers knowing how to control their anger and whatnot, it wasn't a, a benefit. At that point, it was a, it was more of a fucking, what's the word I'm looking for? A negative trait <laughs> yeah. like, oh you get mad okay bet I'm gonna use that against you right <laughs> because you like you said you start you start tensing your muscles mm-hmm. you start burning all that that stamina you burn all that energy and mm-hmm. you're gonna get tired easy as hell cause I, I I've sparred I've sparred a few dudes that just hella good you know what I'm saying and it's like but I can't get mad that that they quicker that they have more technique I gotta stay calm and realize, like, yeah, they they good, but this is how you learn. This is how you get better. Cause I spar guys that were not not as good as me, and yeah, it felt good that I was dominating it. But did I learn anything, or was it just a a, a fake confidence boost? <laughs> I'm feeling hella tight, but I <laughs> they weren't that good. But when you fight somebody better, yeah, you losing. But you can't even really consider it losing because they you learning you learning something, you know? I'm like, all right, let me try to do this this slip or whatever it is. That's why I love boxing because it's, it's so technical. It's it's technical as as fucking and you gotta be in good shape, you gotta be strong. But you really need to know how to do certain things, how your your footwork, yeah, you yeah. know, your your the quickness to it it's it's a it's a it's a really cool sport which is why i hate when they they have things like mayweather versus logan paul or jake paul whatever his damn name is because come on people really think the dude's gonna be the best boxer in the world it's all for money you know but at that point yeah that's a whole nother conversation i, I know cap I, I was really throwing my jabs out there i was like Fight me, fuck me. <laughs> I, I, I don't even want the money. Just donate the money. Right. I just want to. I just want to show everybody. Just fuck you. Right. He's not a real good boxer. He's bigger than me, but I'm fuck you up. Just know that. <laughs> like when you when you do it for a while, you see things that before I didn't realize, but you see certain techniques and things that happen that I'm like, oh shit, like like they they really good, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like with Floyd, I see him hitting the bag. I hit the bag all the time. But the way he does it and the power he does, and it's so seamless, it's so easy to him. It, it makes you respect him a lot more when you when you know how much work it takes to get to that level. But when I used to do the only reason why I didn't want to stick with boxing because uh, when I was in middle school I used to always I used to always fight. But it wasn't like me picking on people, it was just like people would just pick on me, like board bias and whatnot. But like I knew for a fact I'd always be in a fight. So if I once they were like, "Yeah, you can be in this tournament," which is a glo- you know the Golden Gloves, they were like, "But you, the one thing you got to do is you got to get your hands registered." I did a little bit of research. I was like, "Once you get your hands registered, 
technically, if you get in the fist fight and you fuck, even if you don't fuck someone up, the fact that you got in a fist fight, it's a you, weapon. It's a weapon. It's a I'm fucking good. weapon. I'm good at that point because I know for a fact people are gonna try me. People are gonna test the boundaries, and I'm gonna want to. I'm gonna want to slap the shit out of you. Like that's how I will slap the shit out of someone in a, in a jiffy, no problem. But obviously, if you're just gonna push that boundary just to get me in trouble, no, nah, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to touch that tournament because I know for a fact what's to come of it after the fact. Either win or lose, I could probably, I probably could have won. Who fucking knows? But the point was, I didn't even want to test that because if I get into a fight with. The kid that I was always getting into a fight with, fight with Ronell, then I know for a fact I'm going to jail. <laughs> that ain't worth it. And I'm talking about we used to fight weekly, like <laughs> weekly up the street from my mom's job, weekly right. at Bart, like for no damn reason. Yeah, so I put a battery in his back and he just be like, "Fuck it, I want to fight now." <laughs> and it's just like, damn, now I got no choice. Right? Dude, I, I read a story about a boxer who was at a, a bar and somebody mm-hmm. tried to test him and he 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 slipped the punch or whatever rolled the punch that the dude threw hit him dude got knocked out fell and hit the edge of a table and died yep. and, and he got involuntary manslaughter something like that but he got years in prison yep and and that that made me realize like yeah it's cool boxing it's it's cool knowing how to fight but at the end of the day, I don't really want to fight anybody. It makes you, it humbles you to a point where, yeah, I could fight, but do I really want to fight? No, I don't want to fight nobody, but it's it's kind of like a last resort thing for me. You know what I'm saying? Because with all the shit going on, I've been through hella shit. It just made me realize, like, man, I, I'll tell you a story. I actually got a video I could send y'all. I'm, run, I'm jogging on a trail. This is Walnut Creek. This 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 is a nice place. I'm thinking there's no pr- crime shit right. What what he's trying to say is he's a black kid walking <laughs> running around <laughs> in a white neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, this didn't happen to me, right? I'm, I'm jogging. I'm, Ain't not even black white skin. I'm like, oh man, that's a whole nother thing, right? But I'm jogging. I see a guy on a bike run into a guy walking. Right. Mm-hmm. This it is ten in the morning. Beautiful dogs, birds, flowers and shit, sun's out. The dude gets off the bike, long story short, gets off the bike, walks up to the other guy and just fires on him and was whooping his fucking ass. This is a grown these two grown men and the guy looks at me and he says, Call the cops. I think you seen that Instagram video mm, I posted. Yes. There was about a whole minute of him getting his ass whooped before I before I started recording. Cause now I'm like, ooh, let me record this world star. It ain't getting on World Star, but <laughs> but dude got his ass whooped, and that made me realize, like as a grown man, I don't want to get my ass whooped like that. Period. <laughs> there, was, there was one time when I was probably in fourth grade, and if y'all have heard, you know, if y'all listened to the podcast before, y'all know for a fact I was expelled before I was in third grade, so I automatically went to a continuation school with. Basically, anybody who was terrible, terrible-ass kids, PC, problem children. And so, obviously, I stuck out like a sore thumb. These kids are kids who obviously were headed down to juvie. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm a kid who, yeah, I'll fuck you up, but it's the I'm a principal type of person. Like, it's because you're fucking with me at this point. So it was one time they were like, uh, we should, let's go, we should play baseball. But we didn't have a bat, nothing like that. So I was like, fuck it, I'm a, I got a bat at home. And I bring it to school the next day because we always talk about playing baseball. Obviously, the teacher was like, why the fuck did you bring back? <laughs> what the fuck going on? <laughs> Wait a minute. But they're the ones who said we should play baseball. Who the fuck going to play baseball without a bat? We're like, what the fuck is rough the job? So, I automatically, like, they kept the, the it was a metal bat, too. So they kept that metal back for maybe like two weeks until, because I, I wasn't the type of kid to catch the little bus that they had. I was literally on the, uh, I was the only one who was able to catch the regular bus because I wasn't a problem kid. I, I know how to, yeah. I know how to control myself. I didn't have impulse controls. So um, literally they give me the bat. Literally not even 10 minutes, not even five minutes later, because the school is right across the street from the bus stop, around the corner. Not even that long, because I was short at that point. There's like a kid who comes and uh, he obviously wants to fight. The same kid? Not the same kid. Oh. <laughs> that kid, he, he was, I met him way later in middle school after I got out of the, like probably like a year after I got out of the continuation school. Because I started going to the other schools and I got expelled from middle school and Long story, long story, but each one has an actual fucking point to them where it's like technically I should not have been expelled because I was doing exactly what the fuck they told me to do. But back to this one, um, this kid, I think I was in fifth grade, he was a fourth grader. They don't know how young I am or how old I am because of the simple fact I'm smaller than most kids and I wear glasses. So obviously he comes, he runs from the school and he wants to fight. I throw the bat down. Obviously, I know for a fact I'm not about to whoop your ass with a bat. I know what that fuck that entails. So I'm li- we're like literally throwing them bitches for about a good 10, 15 minutes. But I'm just beating his ass the whole time, just wailing on him. And the whole school bus drives by. The kids are like, oh, out the window, out the window, just rambunctious and shit. Like, oh, he whooped his ass. I'm like, this is the longest stop sign ever. Like, they probably stopped for a minute. The bus drivers like, like they stopped for a good at like the whole time. And one of the teachers had to, and luckily I knew her, and so she after uh, after the whole fight, she let me leave with the bat and everything. But she ran from the school, and she was like, "Yeah, I ran across the street and ran around the corner, and this man was just like beating his ass like a grown ass man, just wailing on him like the whole time. They just punked them bitches, and I'm just like." It's shit like that where it's like I think back on and then think back on things that, you know, with Ronnell and kids later after him. And it's just like a lot of that shit turns deadly. Like there was a kid who uh, when I used to go to BYA, there was a kid because I used to hang out with younger kids. I used to hang out with like fourth graders. But it was because I used to like Pokemon and shit. So I'm fucking around with kids who like Pokemon. <laughs> and he wanted to be like his dad or whatever the fuck the case may be. He wanted to be like what they say in the rap songs back then and him not knowing he trying to bully everybody but he bullies everyone up to the point of me but when it comes to my friends you're not gonna bully my friends either so i beat him and some other kid up so like they try to jump me but i beat them both up in the middle of a park so then my mom and their mom gets it's a whole ass brawl 
This is how I became friends. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. The moms fighting? The, the moms was ready. This is how I, um, there's this, there's my, I call him my cousin. This man is legit like my, like blood, but even though he's not. Um, Dre Sean, like his mom, Misha, rest in peace to her. She used to, she used to beat bitches up. And she used to, she did not care. But she wasn't, co- she was a real nice lady. Real, real, real nice lady. She wasn't a thug, nothing like that. But she would beat the shit out of somebody. She used to carry a blackjack with her. And if you know what a blackjack is, it's only like this long. Probably like eight inches. But it's not a knife. It's just a blunt object. Just something handheld. That way when you punch somebody, slap the shit up, you gonna feel it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about it's me, my mom, which is just me and her. And then Dre Shani, uh, his sister wasn't in it. Mia, they wasn't in it. But they were so cool, the mom jumped in it. Right, so it's my mom, her, my mom, their mom, me, versus two boys, plus whoever the fuck they brought was they mama, they auntie, they uncle, a whole bunch of people. But we out that bitch ready to brawl in front of the whole little youth organization. You feel me? Like this ain't what the youth organization. You know, this ain't what it's about. This is what we bring people together. And we out that bitch brawling. Just because they kids just can't keep their own sense to themselves. You feel me? But it's like. They kids would tell them, oh, this is what happened, but it's not true. But it's like, when it came to that type of shit, I started realizing, like, motherfuckers gonna have their own principles and their own excuses for why they do things. So I know for a fact, as long as I move with good intentions, I don't care. As You can say whatever you want to me. You can talk about my mama, whatever the case may be. I'm not dealing with it at this point. Because ain't no point. At the end of the day, I know for a fact, if it goes... You know, the long way, somebody got to die. Mm. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna die. I know that for a fact. I'm only, chi- I'm only child. That's not happening. So you gonna go before I go? Mm. But I'm not about to spend my life in jail because of it. Mm. So I rather just not deal with it. You, you win. You got it. You call me whatever the fuck you wanna call me. You got it. Right. And just as long as you don't put your hands on me. Because once you put your hands on me, you are the aggressor. I can react to however right. the way I want to react. That, that, yeah, that's a cut you off, but just that's the whole point. Is people could say whatever they want to say. They could. It don't matter. At the end of the day, if you put hands, that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother thing. You can say whatever you want to say. I've been called every single thing in the book. Like you, I, I got a baby face, right? I, I I've been a smaller smaller kid i got bullied and picked on my whole life you know i i've been called everything even now people talk hella shit about me i don't care because at the end of the day i'm doing y'all don't pay my rent y'all don't y'all don't make my income y'all don't determine what i do i i do all that mm-hmm. I, I do all that i support myself you know what i'm saying so i'm i'm at the point where i don't care what anybody got to say about me because the people who fuck with me and know what I'm about know I'm a genuine dude. And like you say, it's about good intentions. I have good intentions. I show love. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a cool dude. But if it came down to it... You I got to pick myself over you. Right. <laughs> right. I got to. Right. I, man, y'all can kick, kick rocks. Exactly. Well, five pipe. Right. You... If you want, if you if you want to get physical, you you can't look at nobody, somebody, and know if they could fight or not. No, nope. I know some people who look like straight up squares, 
that been doing MMA for dozens of years. Ready to kick a nigga in his face. I met a I met a dude. I forgot his name. He's bald, skinny, collared shirt. Look, he he, he looked like he could, he don't know how to fight. This dude been doing MMA championships like I think he said probably like over fifteen years. Like you can't look at somebody and know if they could fight. That's why you don't. Fuck with anybody. You just show mm-hmm. genuine respect. But the people who do, or the people who don't respect others, are generally the people who don't know how to fight. Yeah. Because they don't know what an ass whooping is. You know what I'm saying? No. They don't know. Quick to go grab the gun, which is fine. Go ahead, do that. But at the end of the day, you not you might not like the results of that. <laughs> that's right. That's up to you at that point. Uh, my my thing is, I just show genuine respect. I don't. I, I I mean what I say. I say what I mean. Hmm? Sorry, I was wondering why this was four dollars less, but it's a kid's mask. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. It's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> but just just to understand the principles of being a, a a good person. You know what I mean? Just do, doing the right thing. Like I said, I think good intention goes a long way. If you have a good intention. Yeah, the delivery may not be perfect. I may not do the perfect thing, but at the end of the day, I was trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm never going to go about it the wrong way. I'm never going to punch you in your face and say, oh, I meant it this way. Like, no, I'm going <laughs> to genuinely do it the right. I'm going to do it as best as to my capabilities as I can. But then, you know, if it might not be what you need exactly, mm-hmm. the fact that I'm trying should be the conscious thought. Right. Because not everyone knows how to try. Most people right. just be like, fuck it. Right. Throw their hands up and just quit. It's, it's the, the way I look at that, it's, it's like a baby. The baby crying, the baby screaming, baby annoying the hell out of you. You pissed off, but are you going think the baby is intentionally trying to do that? No, it's a fucking baby. That's what they do. You know what I mean? Like, like you can't That's get... the only way you can communicate. That's all. You're you going to get pissed off, but are you going to get pissed off as a baby and, and think the baby's intentionally trying to fuck with you? No, that's just what a baby does. I'm not saying people are babies. I'm just saying, like, somebody may do something that to you, you like, man, what the fuck? But are they trying to do the right thing? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It may not come out the way you want it, but at the end of the day, what's the intention of people be- behind it? You know what I mean? What's the what's the intention? It it could be in a relationship like your your boyfriend may do something or your girlfriend may do something. You're like, what the fuck? But what were they trying to do? Oh, they were they were trying to give me something for my birthday. They was trying to do something special for me, but it just came out. You know, it just it irritated me or whatever. You know, it's. It's, it's the intention, not necessarily the delivery that that I try to look at. Like, at the end of the day, what what was your intention of? What were you trying to do? Mm-hmm. You know, let's say me and my girl, we, we trying to go out to eat. She ended up coming 30 minutes late. We get in a car accident. I'm pissed off at her because I'm like, shit, if we didn't get in the car, if you didn't come late, we wouldn't have gotten in the car accident. We would have been on dinner on time. But what was she trying to do? At the end of the day, what was she trying to do? She was trying to take me to dinner and give me something to eat and take care of me and make my night right. Can't be mad at that. You can't be mad at that. It just we can only be mad at the fact that we got in a car accident. I can't be mad about this shit beforehand. I can't correlate to this. 
<laughs> but in the same hand, now if you fuck it, I'm leaving. I got to rush and we got to get there. Yes, now then I can't correlate <laughs> to this. I have no choice but to correlate because if he wasn't rushing, we wouldn't have the car accident. But if you're just trying to casually drive there, we happen to get a. I can't be mad at you. Right, but you, if we make reservations, you knew you're supposed to be here at 8 o'clock. I get it. We're at 7.45. That shit is 30 minutes away. We got to rush. I can't be mad at you. I think that's a lot. That's the, the thing behind people that they don't realize. Like, they can't step back and see it from every perspective. Like, like me, I'll talk to myself. I'll, I'll actually like think the shit out thoroughly. Not just from my perspective, from the dude down the street, to the woman up the street, to the person right in front of me. I'm gonna think from all directions because I want to be comprehended and I want to be understood. I just feel like People are so stuck in their ways that they never get out of those ways until it's too late. Or they never have that mind frame or that mindset until after the fact. Mm -hmm. And once it becomes after the fact, well, technically, you already fucked someone's day up. (laughs) You didn't think. You should have thought this shit beforehand. Because if you would have thought it beforehand, you would have been like, nah, I shouldn't shouldn't go about it that way. Because if I go about it that way... This is how he could react. This is how she could react. There's multiple ways that people can react to it, but what's the possibilities for this specific person? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, it's, it's it's like it's like this. Let's say, uh, think of a good example. Let's say you're in a store and you pick something up. You you, you have no your other hands feel. You don't have anywhere to put this extra item. And you like, I'm going to put this item in my pocket because I ran out of space. But an employee sees you. The employee thinks you stealing because you put it in your pocket. But you, you genuinely like, I'm just putting it in my pocket because I don't got any other space to hold it. Mm-hmm. It's about perception. Yep. But at the but but if you don't think about the employee's perspective, like, well, shit, I am putting it in my pocket, and and it do kind of look like I'm stealing. If you don't comprehend that and try to look from a, another person's point of view or their shoes, because if you were in their shoes, if I was in their shoes and I seen somebody put something in their pocket, I'd probably think they're stealing too. I wouldn't think that. I actually had a dude when I used to work at Safeway all the way until one a.m. when I was in junior college. I had a dude like that, mm-hmm. but the. With him, it was more of his mind frame was, I don't want something someone else touched, which didn't make sense to me because we're all in the grocery store, so mm-hmm. someone's probably touched already. But basically what he used to do, he used to um, pick whatever item, but twice. So exactly. He would put two things of corn in there. He'd bag one, put one in his bag. But he would have his bag in his cart. So anything he grabbed and put in his bag, he'd grab two of and put it in the cart. <laughs> Obviously, to me, motherfucker, you still not falling for this shit. But once he went to the register, it made sense because the person who knew him, Gene, he understood what his condition was. It's just the simple fact that he doesn't like other motherfuckers touching his food. So it's a sort of sign of OCD type behavior. Not 
truly OCD, but germaphobe-wise. So it, when he had ribs and whatnot, he put two. He put one in his bag and one in the cart. So anyone outside of Gene, which is a lot of motherfuckers, would just assume he'd be stealing. So obviously he started shopping only when Gene came around, which made sense at that point. So when I first seen him, I was just like, Gene, nah, check his bag. He got hella shit in his bag. He's like, I, 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 I know that already. The reason why is he's a germaphobe. He doesn't want anyone touching the shit that he's picking up already. He doesn't want me ringing it up because I have to touch it. He mm-hmm. feels like he's already safe enough from whoever put it out from me touching it and then putting it in his bag. That's a lot of germs in contact. At that point, I was like, I get what you mean, but, but from my perspective, <laughs> it, it looked like he's stealing. He looked like he's stealing. But then once he explained it, it was just like, okay, it made sense. So did he, so the stuff they rang up, they would just put back? The, the stuff that they rang up, they would just put back on, back in the uh, freezer or whatever the fuck you got it from. I was thinking that they ring up everything twice. Yeah, that's what I, was, I was like, I was like, how does this work then? Like, what are you talking about? Because if that was the, if that was me or any other motherfucker who was like finessing, I'm putting shit in the bag that obviously I ain't never put in the car. I know too many people. There was once, well, there was one time where this dude, I don't even know how he thought he was gonna get away with this because he didn't even have a jacket on. This motherfucker put ribs not even on his back under his shirt. He put the shit down his thighs and he put it on his chest. I said, y'all might as well let him have that because uh, if anyone's seen him do that, I'm not picking up ribs ever again from here. Because that's <laughs> disgusting. I'm talking about he had it on his back and he was riding a bike out the store. I said, uh, nah. that's disgusting. Disgusting. I couldn't do it. Wait, why'd he do that? He was trying to steal the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> He was trying to steal the ribs at that point. That was a different dude. He was just trying to steal the ribs. Why are you putting the ribs on his, on his thighs? But you I said, hell no. Nah. That's, that's out of pocket. Look, in, what, but in, in one situation, the dude was trying to steal in a similar situation. It was because he had. Exactly. So, you're going to catch 22 where it's like, technically, y'all motherfuckers is doing the exact same thing. So, I have no choice but to assume the assume worst. The worst. But, but what if... Like, you know, what if you were like, oh, well, what's his face does that because of germs? He's doing the same thing. Let You know, let him go. He's still. I mean, technically, if I would have just let him go, I wouldn't have lost my job. I would've been, they would have been like, okay, we get it. We understand. Hopefully, they probably would have been like, nah, you got to go. He's doing the right thing. It's just, it's just because. So how I got the podcast started was basically in... 2019, because I graduated basically 2018, maybe the year of 2019. Nah, 2018. Um, I was just, me and Black was just on the whim of just talking all the time. So I was just like, I've been this way. Like, I've been saying I don't want to conform to women. Like, I'm not that type of person. Like, I'm not going to conform to you. Like, dynamically, aspect-wise... The way relationships work in the old-fashioned days, women conform to their men. I'm not asking you to conform, though. I just want you to be who you are 
and us to function together, but we have to complement each other's lifestyles and you know the way we work. But the thing with that is, you got to be able to work. If you don't work and you want the bare minimum, obviously you don't. You're not gonna fit with me. So at first we were talking about toxic uh, relationships and toxic people. So it was really just on the whim, uh, off the cuff of just basically making your circle of those who are beneficial to you. And we obviously tied into different things and went off. But I mean, this was after I graduated and I started seeing certain signs because at that point I had a girlfriend. Because I didn't really date in high school. Like I had like this one girl who I talked to, Marissa, who was like on and off. Every three months we break up and then we get back together. So it was like, I really only counted that as three months, a three month relationship. And then the girl before her was this big, big chested girl named Denisha. But she was cute, but the problem with her was she said some shit about my mom, not knowing that was my mom. While I was at a football, while she was at, you know, supporting me during a football game. And so when my mom came up to me after the game and then told me what the fuck happened, I was like, um. What'd she say to your mom? Basically, uh. Along the lines of like, shut up. Just basically being hella disrespectful. Like, this is why I never deal with disrespect at all. But basically being hella disrespectful because she didn't know who she was. It was just a random adult. My mom looks like a kid. She's short. Especially when I was in high school. So, you just believe everyone around you is just a child at a football game. And it's like, you can be disrespectful whoever you want to be or say whatever you want to be. You know, our generation... As kids, we was the four loco generation, so yeah, yeah, we was wild as fuck. So we was, I remember going to CVS, cussing motherfuckers out. Even though they worked down the street from my mom, I probably cussed out one person that knew my mom. And she told me about it. She was like, yeah, you cussed this lady out. whoop de whoop And I was like, I don't remember that. She was like, yeah, no, nah, you, you went on a tangent off on her before going to school. I'm talking about, like, I drove you to the fucking bus stop. You got out, and maybe like 30 minutes or 20 minutes later or so, this lady come came up to me saying something because I was in Walgreens getting a cookie. Like every morning I used to go to Walgreens and get a chocolate chip cookie, like a fat-ass cookie for like a dollar, dollar and 19 cents. And this lady said some shit to me, and I just cussed her ass out. But that's on the whim of just me being around friends. I ain't never cussed nobody out. I'm just these rambunctious-ass friends, so... Yeah, I'm going to talk how I want to talk. And I cussed her ass out, and she went right down the street and told my mom. Mm. I didn't get my ass whipped because it was just like, what the fuck did you say to him? But once that happened, I just, you know, some self-realization. Like, damn. The Bay Area is really big, but it's really, really small. Super small. Mm. But um, back to the original point, uh... Yeah, so I started the podcast and uh basically it was just like I know our community, those black community, we don't seek therapy a lot of the time. And instead of taking account there's only a few amount of people who take accountability and those type of people who take accountability, like your dad, they get out of the hood mentality and they move away to Tracy or whatever the fuck Hayward or wherever the fuck we were wherever the fuck y'all was that's why we never seen y'all even even when it came to like Christmas and shit like we never really seen y'all cause y'all had y'all own shit 
Like he had his own kids, he had to, he had no choice but to do him. So when it came to shit like that, I started seeing the bigger picture once certain people around me started passing. And it wasn't like, you know, Robert didn't pass till last year, or technically the beginning of this year. Raja was always, you know, in school and doing what he needed to do. It was just the simple fact that like people around him, people that were in the neighborhood, people down the street were passing. I still, uh, I don't know if you remember Joshua, Josh, he lived down the street from little grandma. Mm -hmm. Him and Raja used to always hoop together. Mm -hmm. And he's a teacher now, like, legit teacher. And he ain't the typical hood dude either. But, like, I remember going into his house. His family is like that. He was like that. But now that he's older, he sees the bigger picture of shit. So it's like, I only tend to fuck with people who understand certain aspects of life. Like, yeah, you can do bad, but you can also do good. And you can make them bitches mesh. That's why it's like Robin Hood. You can rob people if you want. As long as you rob the people who really need to be robbed. The people who don't do shit for no one. You know, who take from others. And then if you can give that shit back to others, then cool. By all means, go ahead. That's why I deal with certain people from certain gang aspects and life aspects. Like my, like I was saying, Black's brother-in-law, my cousin. Ray Ray, like, yeah, he a blood, but I know for a fact the principal, he's a principal type of dude. This is why we get to get along together. Like, me and him damn near almost fought. We went to the city one time because he was with my cousin Tira, and she brought her homegirl Sam. Oh, my God, that shit is hilarious. Now that I remember, she, she has false teeth. Shit's hilarious. But basically, we got into the shitty nights, and... She ended up dancing with someone else, so obviously shit got blown to, out of proportion. And he thought, thinking that it was her phone, he threw my phone against this fucking big ass pillar in the city of the bridge. So I'm having to go get my fucking phone. I hopped the fence, but he hopped the fence too. Me already know what the fuck's about to happen. We obviously about to fight, but I'm not in. We didn't drink a whole bottle of Ciroc. I'm not in the mind frame to fight nobody. I'm just trying to get my fucking phone at this point. So obviously I hopped the I hopped the fence uh going back over. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. But he hopped back in the car with his brother and he dip off or whatever the fuck the case may be, and then the police show up, a whole bunch of shit happened. And then she pull up, she we all get in the car and then years later they back together and they got kids and we all just laughed about the situation because it really got blown out of proportion. It was really unnecessary. But we can at least look back on that and think about it. Most motherfuckers can't look back and think about it. So when me and Black started the podcast, we just really took our own personal experiences and just not twisted it, but just made it relatable. Because a lot of things is relatable. But most people just don't talk about it. Most people have traumatic bonds and things like that with their parents. So we just gonna use the same shit, spin it around, because our mamas are a little bit more old school, so they aren't gonna coddle us. They gonna tell us the rip, because we're boys. They're, we are the only boys in their family. So technically, they just gonna have to teach us about the bad that can happen in the world. You are a statistic automatically. Once I made it to 25, I was happy. I was like, all right, bet, I'm good. But, when it came to that type of shit, it was just like, 
fuck it, we got no choice but to listen to them because they learn from their own experiences. So the only thing they can do is teach us off of their experiences. But if we don't have any mind frame and no mindset of our own, we'll never learn. And this is where I think we Fuck. Yeah, no, nah, this, this is why we created the podcast. He's like getting all emotional. I just, <laughs> I just feel like us as black, the black community, not just all, because all communities have the same shit, because that's how me and her connected was. Just the fact that she has certain shit that she went through, but me having my Filipino uncle, I know exactly what the fuck she was going through, because I was able to already realize with our community that we're fucked off already. Like, we take our trauma and we expel it out to everyone else. We propel it and we project all the time. And we believe that we are right 100% of the time. We believe we are victims of whatever crimes. And that's why I hate trying to argue with people in our community that feel that way because it's like, technically, if you didn't do this, you wouldn't have had this outcome. And so, like, I just feel like the podcast was just made for, you know, for comedic purposes. Because I used to watch 85 South Show. And they were, you know, talking about whatever they talked about, which is really comedy. But then they would bring certain aspects of their real life personal opinions and personal realizations to the table. So DC Young Fly, you know, Mm -hmm. I still crack as a kid, blah, 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 blah. Eventually, he got off that path and then chose the comedic route after getting shot in his hand mm-hmm. and damn near dying. That's what made him get off that path. But I'm not about to get shot to get off that path. I know exactly <laughs> where the fuck I need to... I, I learned from that experience. I was going to say that. You learned from somebody else. You got shot in the hand to make you get off. I'm going to learn from you. Exactly. I, I didn't shot in your fucking hand to get off. And, <laughs> I had this one lady when I was in junior college. She's a whale. This is the lady who's the, now the San Francisco Commissioner of Housing. She literally was like, you are my role model. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, you're my role model. And at this point, I stopped wilding out. I stopped being a bad kid. I stopped fighting people. Like Once I became sort of an adult, I was like, that's just going to get me into jail real, real quick. And if I go to jail, What's I'm not going to be able to do certain things. So when she did that, I was just like, you know what? When she said that to me, I was just like, that's crazy to be, to know that anyone else can be a role model to anyone any age. She was crazy. Baffling. So yeah, once Miss Yolanda came out and, you know, was like, I'm a role model to her, even though she was over 40. I felt like my energy and, you know, what I gave off to people, even though I'm talking about I was around grown-ass men, I was probably 18, maybe 19, 20, around that time when she said that to me, and, because that was like my first year of junior college, so yeah, around like 18, 19, and that told me I had a different vibe different calling than just football like you feel me like I could actually help other people 
and this is before I had the degrees, I could help other people get through certain traumas. I mean, I didn't have so I didn't help so many people in the world. Like I don't ever use it against anyone, so I'll never even even speak on it because it's just a genuine act. It ain't I'm not trying to get anything back from it. I don't want nothing back from it. The only thing I want is for you to pass it along and to actually utilize the information. Utilize the fact that now you know this about yourself. Don't go back and spin back around the corner doing the same exact things. Because mm. once you do that, that means the information I provided you cannot be applied to you. That means you can't even apply it to yourself. So where does that get us? To wasting our own time, to wasting our own breath, and to wasting this shit that could have went to someone else who actually wanted to benefit from it. Man of means, man of principles. I stick to it to this day and age. The most important things are the intangible ones. Mm-hmm. All the things you see, the cars, the whatever. Those aren't those aren't important. What's important is information, knowledge, wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you figured it out. You got one on the other end too. It, 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 in the middle, it don't work. Look. Once you did, I was like, I don't know if you know this, but my hand went down. So wait a minute, let me. You got one, but I forgot what I was saying. Uh, the, the, the intangible things, the knowledge, the information, the wisdom is, I mean, it's the most important part of life. And the, the thing I've realized is it's about your happiness. You could have everything in the world, but if you aren't happy, it doesn't matter. That's why a lot of you're about a lot of millionaires and billionaires committing suicide and, and things like that because they could have all the stuff. You could have the money, you could have the car, the house, the women, whatever, but if you aren't happy, it doesn't matter. That's why being, with, I can't even think of the world, but, or the, the word, but being self-conscious of, of your emotions, of your your own mentality is most important in, in things like like you said that that knowledge transfer. You really need to listen to what people tell you because it could it could mean the difference between your happiness, your success, and your failure. Now, I've learned that the hard way. Yeah, I didn't spend too much time with people who are ungrateful. I basically when I was in school, and this is crazy how. In school, I could I did this for people. I put people in positions, you know, in Arkansas where technically their family didn't even care about them, and their family basically let them just. They would have let them die out if that was what the case made, you know, came to. But I helped them basically back on their feet or establish where they should be at on their feet. Help them get a car, their first car, and then on top of that. Basically, after they dropped out of school, how to function as an adult, even though 
I ain't never been on my own doing that type of shit. I got always had people to talk to or someone who would, you know, understand, like, black. So when it came to a significant other and me putting the forefront to them, it just became like a leech in a way. And I seen it once they started throwing it back in my face that the shit that they did for me they could have did for themselves, even though they couldn't have. And I'm fine with, you know, how people are, but shit, the fact that I helped you do some shit that no one, no one in your family would even think of helping you with, it showed showed me something. It showed me that basically, no matter what I did, it wasn't good enough for you, for that person at least. (laughs) <laughs> but every single person I've been in a relationship with who's done that or you know we're not talking no more whatever the case may be they're in the same shitty relation you know same position trying to get back to exactly where I left them you know what happens I feel like sometimes that person doesn't realize what they have until it's gone until they they go to something more fucked up and then they realize like oh shit I made a mistake <laughs> then they try to get back with you but it's like no it's too late you didn't you should have realized what you had oh I, did, I didn't even tell you about the, the end of that Savannah situation so after I came before I went to Australia I was working at a dog place uh, basically being a dog boarder and a dog trainer and the girl, same girl who cheated, she ended up calling. Well, I ended up calling her. And she was like, I heard you're playing football. I heard you're traveling the world. I heard you're doing this, that, and third. You have a passport? And I was like, yeah, I have a passport. I've been doing this, that, and third. And the, her voice went so from so happy to so, like, sad in just, like, less than 10 seconds. And it was just the fact that the energy had changed from her, me trying to boss her up and become bigger than what she was to her being left at what she was. And once she was left at what she was, she seen around her that she wasn't really on shit. And that was the unfortunate part. But then it was just like, wait, you're doing this? And I'm like, yeah. Wow. You're, you're, I fucked up. Yeah, I fucked. <laughs> Basically, it was like, oh, wow, I fucked up. I'm but sorry. <laughs> but it was more like, wow, like, I didn't believe in that. And it was like, well, that was your downfall. Sucks to be you at this point. I'm talking about, like, her life took a big toll down. Like, stepdad dying. Even though she didn't even live with her stepdad, it took a a mental and emotional toll on her when her stepdad died. And it was just like, you didn't even have that emotional backing at that point. Like, damn. Just because of the... Just because you thought that, you know, whatever you thought at that point in time was what should have been going on. I don't have any exes like that where it's like, damn, I should have fucked with her. Or, damn, I should have kept her. None. That's the sucky part. Quality, sucky, sucky. But in the Bay Area, quality is like, you got to build that. 
think it's also a, our generation is it's not built on the same type of principles that other generations or older generations are it th- there's this the the social media aspects there's it's it's like everyone is is caught up in a fantasy of what life should be they got that perfect filter on right and in the end of the day yeah instagram all you see are the best of people all you see are the the perfections of people the but you don't under, you don't realize that that people are going everybody's going through some bullshit you know and i feel like it just putting people in this position that they think there's a superficial perfect world and there's there's a certain way that things need to be and how they need to act and how the relationship is going to be without looking at all of the bullshit that comes along with it and and that's why i don't really fuck with social media besides instagram i don't I barely created Instagram last year because of the quarantine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need some friends. I, I need to reach out <laughs> to some people. I'm stuck, you know. Stuck in the house, bored. <laughs> right. But, because I, I, I'm not trying to get caught in the superficial bullshit. And, and, yeah, I mean, there's benefits to it. And it's not all bullshit. But, for me, I, I, I like somebody down to earth that that has the same type of principles and ideologies that I have. Yeah. Because, cause, no, I'm not going to buy you a $500 purse. $5,000. I want a Birkin. I want a Birkin. Bitch, well, you better be making some Birkin money. Right, right. Because <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And if that's the type of man that you want, then I'm not it. Um, you that's know not I mean? me. It, I, I'll do a lot of stuff for you. But that ain't you, it. <laughs> You're gonna have to meet me halfway. I'm gonna pay for meals, but you're gonna have to pay for some meals too. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I have value. I have value that I bring to the table. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's 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 a lot. Of, <laughs> there's so much to talk about with this this topic, and it's it's a lot of overlap with other topics. But well, I think you know, you day. can always come back on this podcast. I don't live that far away from me. We can all. <laughs> We can always come and record. We about to go live soon. We just trying to get this page up. To- yeah. So let me tell you, because I told I told the podcast last week. I had this woman basically. We me and her we had went out, and I had previously put a star up, which uh with the you know like the sticker I gave you, yeah, with the podcast name. And this dude was following it already. He was like, "Is this the podcast?" I was like, "Yeah, that's the podcast." And his his wife, get that right, his wife, and I believe it was her sister, or her friend basically did a prayer for me and they're like this is what the community needs we want we we hope you the best success and so from that point on i've been like angelic with this shit like whenever someone wants to talk about some shit i'm just like if you want to put this on the podcast we can and a lot of people are like fuck it i still got courtney who i really really want to bring on whenever i bring her on she's like the opposite of me the female opposite of me. So I really want to get her perspective when it comes to things. Because then a lot of the times we end up agreeing, which is hilarious. Because at first she's always, you know, nope, I don't like it like that. Nope. Mm-mm. She's always so cutthroat, just like how I am. But she's just more of not a realist, but a woman. She, she, she plays with her emotions. She tends to her emotions. 
And I love it because when she starts to realize and starts to think, you can tell she doesn't go off of emotions at that point. And it fucks with her, but it also helps her grow. And it's one of those things where it's like, shit, if we actually get you on the podcast and get you to talk something real to women, a lot of people are going to understand you. A lot of women are going to be like, you know what? I've been in that situation before. Let me go about it how she goes about it. There was this one video I sent her where uh, this TikTok couple, the dude had asked her to um, basically tell her male best friend that she was done with him, done with the her boyfriend, and that she just needed a friend to talk to. And the dude jumped on the ship and he was like, oh yeah, you should, I just told you you should have been left. Don't, you should talk to me, blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, Damn. So then she did the reverse. And she went to the girl best friend. And the girl best friend was basically like, told the dude, I think you should wait. She was hella genuine about it. I think this is just the emotion you're going through right now. Like, just hella timid and just not jumping on, you know, jumping at him. And she was like, when she, whenever she does do, you know, whenever she does go at you, I want you to block her immediately like I did the other dude. And the girl was so genuine with it. It was just like the fact that you as a woman believe that other women are going to do that all the time says something. As guys, we know exactly what the fuck is going on. Because we're men. We all know point blank period what the underlying factor is. But as a woman, there's differences in between everyone. There's differences between men Yes, but when it comes to specific and certain men, we know the tendencies and we know exactly what the fuck they want. Some men will actually play the long game and wait years just to be with you. While women, they want it right then and there. Women aren't going to wait years. That's just the realization to it. Mm-hmm. But basically, she Courtney was like... um, See, I don't like how you're so quick to blame the woman. And I was like, I'm not blaming her. She said exactly what she said, which was, I want you to block her immediately. That showed her insecurities. He only said, your your male best friend is not your male best friend because he wants to be a friend. He wants you at the end of the day. She's my male, She's my female best friend because she wants to see me do better in life. She wants me to, you know, progress. It's not always to come at me. To get some dick or something. It's just genuine. There's not a lot of genuine people in the world. It's very rare. And men, it's even more rare than there is women. Because one, there's more women in the world than there are men. I think I think that's a sensitive subject. It is. The male woman friendship best friend. Oh, it definitely is. Cause, cause me, or or just me personally, if my girlfriend had a male best friend, I wouldn't like it. Personally, cause I know how men think. You know what I mean? We revert to that. And but I feel the same way for a man. If if I wouldn't be mad if my girlfriend got mad if I had a woman best friend, because 
I feel the same way about a man. I'll be like, what the fuck? Who is this nigga? You know what I mean? Like, I don't get, oh, you've been knowing him since second grade? No, fuck all that shit. I'm your best friend. I'm the, I'm the only nigga you need. You know, so, but but that's a whole nother subject that, you know, that might be another whole podcast we could, we could talk, we talk about. about it. But I, I, I just think it's sensitive. It, you know, it's, it's a... It goes off. I feel like it goes determined on the person. It's a person-to-person case. Now, majority. If we go, if we gonna talk majority of people, if we gonna talk majority of people, yes, you are absolutely correct. I'm not trusting not a damn soul. But you gonna have to give me a reason not to trust you. You see what I'm saying? It's not gonna. It's it's not gonna just be off of the whim. Yeah, it's not going. I don't know. It's not my house. I'm saying, yeah, this. <laughs> no, no. yeah, you go after. Yeah, there you go. And then there's a little lock. Yeah, there you go. It's kind of. I could do it for you. <laughs> Got slide up. I'm pretty sure slide down. One of the two. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. You see, what I mean. But, you know, I just feel like it depends on the person yeah. and on what they show. Yeah. But, you know, that's podcast of the bay. Uh, my ho- co-host Ace wasn't black, wasn't, wasn't here today. Hopefully he come a little bit later. We can probably get, make another episode or two. <coughs> Coronavirus, wear your mask. Delta variant is out. Please make sure y'all social distancing and whatnot. Don't be out this bitch. Just willy-nilly free-facing it. Going to fucking Sada Baby concerts. We're not wearing a mask. I'm not going to call nobody out. But you know who you is. Take y'all ass to bed and drink some chicken noodle soup. And uh, stay your ass in the house for the next two weeks. Don't infect nobody else. It's been your host, Ace. It's been my cousin, Don. And the other co-host, Yelly. She's on the balcony right now. Peace.